0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real
2: Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Three, two.
0: Welcome to the J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
1: Morning, everyone. Welcome to the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert, your host today, along with my good friend a Rhino, producing and completely ensconced behind the shatterproof glass. Not really. We don't know if it's shatterproof, but anyhow. I mean, we could test it. <laughs> we might get in trouble. <laughs> We're gonna pass. Morning, anyhow, to you. <laughs> howdy, better, howdy. Rhino. Yeah, we've made it. And what day is it? To hump day. Dang. Just rolling right through the week. April. Golly. 1 week of April in the books. Yep, certainly is. And what a day it is. It's the day after the municipal elections that were conducted the primaries across the great state of Mississippi yesterday. We'll have Our good friend Frank Bordeaux in the studio at 12. He's the chairman of the GOP party, and we'll break down some of that with him and get his thoughts on the current status of the GOP from both a state and a federal, national perspective. And at 11, we've got Congressman Michael Guest representing the 3rd District of the great state of Mississippi. He'll join us for some Interesting discussion about what's going on on the national scene. The border crisis, which isn't a crisis, according to Jen Psaki, the queen of Circleback. And we'll talk about this Georgia voting law. Good grief. This thing just keeps on and on and on. We'll talk about the uh, planned... $2.2 trillion infrastructure bill the Biden administration seeks to pass and get going. So a lot of stuff to talk with the congressman about looking forward to that. You know, Tiger Woods was in a little wreck, a little accidental. Thankfully, he's okay. Uh, Not too long ago. When, When did that occur? A month or so ago? Uh, Let's see, when was that? Uh, February 23rd. So about a month and a half ago, it has now been determined and is expected to be made public by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office that the world-class golfer was speeding. That is now... Ruled as the official cause of the accident, eighty-three in a forty-five. That's fast. That is really fast. And I think there have been reports before, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Tiger likes to go. Fi- likes to drive himself. First of all, obviously he could afford a driver, but he likes to. Likes to move at a high rate of speed, and he likes to drive himself. So, uh, I guess, I don't know. Will he, will he change his attitude towards that now? I, I think he's still recovering.
3: But... Well, people would argue that, oh, he's getting away with it because he's not being charged, even though if it were you or I, we'd be given a ticket for it and all this kind of stuff. But... I would just caution against that line of thought. When you got that much money, you look at parking tickets and speeding tickets and that kind of stuff as the price it costs to live like you want to live. You, you park out front on the main strip and dare them to tow your car because you're Mr. Bigwig with a bunch of commas in your bank account. And, oh, well, if they tow it, I've got another car in the garage or I can just pay to get it at... It's a weird way of thinking, but it's one that uh, I can't get behind. I can't wrap my head around it, but I've I've heard it explained that way.
1: Yeah. I, it is kind of odd. It's, it seems a little perverse. And Because, uh, I mean, it, say they do give him a speeding ticket.
3: Is that going to stop him from acting like this? Because, I mean, he's had run-ins for
1: this problem in the past. No, the ticket wouldn't. I would agree. This accident... How that has potentially changed his life, maybe remains to be seen. I'm just not really sure. Uh, certainly glad he's okay, but uh, anyhow, that's he's forty-five years old, and that is the official word coming out now that he was speeding eighty-three, and of course, it's eighty-three on a on a rather somewhat treacherous road. Anyhow, right, two lane. Very curvy, hilly.
3: Yeah, it's not a straight shot, by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Which makes driving fast even harder. Especially
3: when you're... in an SUV.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: And so... It's not like using a sports car that's designed to hug the curves.
1: Yeah, and has that center of gravity and more balanced and lower to the ground, to the surface, and so forth. Exactly. So all of that combined for a wreck. Essentially, all of those ingredients... Uh, end up that way so it is um it's also masters week over there in georgia a favorite time of the year certainly for golfers uh, and let's see uh tiger won the masters he's won it several times i think five if i'm not mistaken and then uh he won in 19. It was a, a rather triumphant comeback because he had been out and kind of had fallen down in the ranks, succumbed to injury and other issues. But it's considered one of the greatest comebacks ever in sports, and certainly at, at such a high level. So he won and yeah, that's right. He won five nineteen. So I will share that I was I was privileged. to witness his 1997 victory in Augusta. I was there, the guest of a company that many are probably not familiar with, a a networking, one of the pioneers of the networking industry and networking technology, and that would be 3Com, the number 3, C-O-M. It was founded, by the way, by a guy named Bob Metcalfe. Who's Bob Metcalf? Ah, uh, he invented this little thing known as Ethernet, and it was Bob Metcalf that ultimately founded 3Com. Was a fantastic company, honestly. By the way, that stood for Computers Communication and Compatibility. 3Com, and was. Uh, also privileged to serve on their their dealer advisory board when they first launched a, a, a channel program. Used to meet with the CEO back then, is the guy's name Eric Benamu. He was brilliant. In Silicon Valley at the 3Com headquarters. And that was a lot of fun as we were really developing early days pioneering the networking industry. And that's back when 3Com uh, network cards... Your computers didn't come with networking built into them, as they do now, which is, by the way, on a small chip embedded on the motherboard, on the main system board. And back then, you bought a computer, a PC, there were no laptops and so forth. You'd buy a PC, and if you wanted to connect it to a network, which were somewhat uh, shaky at the time. (laughs) Primitive. Yeah, primitive, Exactly. Like Gilligan's Island, primitive as can be, you know. So anyhow, you'd buy think a- war games. <laughs> exactly there. That's which is which was like Pac Man for nuclear war, <laughs> space global invaders, global thermonuclear war. war, right? And you would buy cards. They were like eight hundred and ninety-five dollars for a circuit board that was about a foot long. <laughs> you would- in eighties dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you would install it. Of course the PCs were five grand back then. And you would install it in there and there was no twisted pair connectivity. Kind of it was it was a coaxial and the connectors were called B and C. I know I'm getting off in the woods, but just to to give you an idea of how stuff has progressed since then. But three com we were one of their biggest partners. So I should also share that one of the first very large sophisticated ATM, this was pre-Gigabit Ethernet networks in the country, was installed by my company at the University Medical Center. How about that? And it was based on 3Com technology and because of some sales success we had, I was invited by 3Com to be their guest at the Masters. The Atlanta operation ran uh, this region of the country. What a cool deal that was, though, seeing Tiger Woods win his first green jacket. Anyhow, a little bit about the Masters there. we got a break at this point. We'll come back with more talk on the JT Show. Stay with us.
4: This
5: is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com.
6: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction.
7: Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree?
8: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology
9: can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
10: When you choose Road router, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays and weekends we've been providing service to mississippi for over 80 years call the original roto rooter 601-353-3333 mention this ad to receive 25 dollars off any service
6: call roto rooter that's the name and a winkle troubles down the drain roto rooter
11: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomininatruck.com. 86%
12: of women feel that ring style is the most important factor so don't settle for some common ring design announcing Juniker Jewelry's engagement and wedding ring bridal show
0: Friday and Saturday April 9th and 10th with 10 times the selection all in one store
10: whether it's your first engagement ring you want to upgrade or restyle your diamond in an exciting new ring come shop over 3,000 engagement ring styles
12: we've flown in our top designer with their entire collection maybe it's time
10: to upgrade that diamond listen to this one and a half carat diamonds from just five thousand dollars.
12: Two-carat diamonds from just seventy-five hundred dollars. And three-carat diamonds from fifteen thousand
10: five hundred dollars.
12: We even have twelve months interest-free financing for qualified buyers. Engage.
10: Upgrade or restyle your ring at Juniker's Engagement and Wedding Ring Bridal Show. Two big days, April 9th and 10th. Come get the ring
8: you've always dreamed of.
0: Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com.
8: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3. I'm back.
6: Is coming back.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: back to JT Show's Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, Keith and JS says, I love it when Electric Avenue comes on. I don't. Just... just. Had to get out of the way this time. Just get it out of the way early. <laughs> Next to safety dance, that may be the worst recording in the history of music. <laughs> Keith also says, I work for a telecom company. You still see some three com stuff out there. Keep going, Gerard. I don't mind you getting techie every now and then. I gotta tell you, Keith, I am shocked that you still find some three com gear and I wonder, are you seeing hubs, switches, routers, Landplexes, and stuff like that? But interesting. They were a great company. They they just they made some critical uh, decisions that in, in their, I guess, vision of where the market was going, their projection there, and they they just missed it, and it uh, it took them down. But they were a great company, had great people working for them. Uh, we also won the first, the first uh, generation, and really the the first installation of networks to light up our community colleges. There's 16. We won the contract with 3Com for that back in 1997, same year that could have been 96, same year that Tiger won the master's there. And and so we were were blessed with that project and spent a couple of years, uh, our team did, Installing uh, networks across the community college college and landscape, all based on uh, 3Com technology, really solid technology, too. Also did the Mississippi Baptist Medical Center downtown Jackson. Again, first generation, replacing the old green dumb terminals connected to their mainframes and placed uh, uh, all of that with uh, PCs running dos back then but connected to a three com network what
3: i find kind of fascinating about technology especially that era of technology is you had people looking at the future and they had pretty good future vision they they could see where everything was going they were just a little out over their skis like how many different products came out in the late 80s early 90s that are essentially proto-smartphones that that have communication ability or email capabilities or the what was it, the Palm Pilot for crying out yeah. loud where it was it was all three com by the way right so it's it's that forward thinking <laughs> idea but then it's, you just pull the trigger too early before
1: you're, the market's ready for it you're you're totally right and and it is a matter of, we used to say it's luck timing and ability in that order. <laughs> But you're absolutely right uh, in that analysis, Rhino, and, and it, it does have a lot to do with timing. So now... I mean, Nintendo did the same thing because they had limited
3: technology, but do you remember the Virtual Boy, the 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 bright red screen yeah. that really hurts your eyes, but it made everything in three dimensions, and it looked like a VR headset, which came out after the first boom of virtual reality, which was... A forward-thinking idea. Hey, let's put you in a 3D environment. They just didn't have the computing power to do it. That's right.
1: And and so you also often have kind of this uh, – it's, it's, it's not competition, but there's a sort of a race between software visionaries and software developers and the makers of the hardware and the infrastructure platform, and it's always – uh, kind of a cat and mouse game one gets a, hits a horse race one gets ahead of the other and then the other catches up and then the other passes and so but look that's the innovative cycle the innovation cycle that uh, keeps making stuff better faster cheaper and that is absolutely the case and it always
3: tends to work better in a capitalistic society
1: correct which is why yesterday you know we talked about the government getting involved in delivering, internet services. And and what folks don't, I guess, understand is that there's a whole lot of technology involved in the delivery of data via the internet. There's a lot of layers of technology behind the scenes that are making all that possible.
3: And we take it for granted so much of the time. I, last night I was watching somebody streaming and they were dropping frames. Which is what it's called when when you're watching something and it looks like they jump or they go into slow mo for a second, and then it catches up. That's that's the streaming software dropping frames, and there's about 28 frames a second usually. So if you drop those, it looks off. Well, that's only possible because we're able to send crazy amounts that's of data. Very true. At, in basically real time. Because it wasn't that long ago where you hit download and then you go get coffee, go get, go to lunch and come back, and you might have half a
2: picture.
1: Right. That's right. Well, in the old days, I remember supporting software patches. Well, it used to be you'd send disks out. <laughs> That's the way you did it. And then we, we got uh, uh, advanced to the era of bulletin boards, which were just special software that would be hosted on a server connected to a modem it wasn't via the internet and you would dial up a certain number connect to the bulletin board present your credentials and then download software updates and upgrades bbs software bbs technology they call it the bulletin board and and of course now all all of that is provided in the background without you doing anything your software is being updated if you turn the switches on to allow it to do that the options but gosh just think about and it's and as you said the updates now are big chunks of data and all that's made possible by the underlying infrastructure so that's just part of that 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 kind of horse race that I was talking about earlier between infrastructure, and that's been going on since computing's been around, where software developers say, you know, if I just had more resources, more assets, more memory, more disk, more storage capacity, I could do this in the software. And the hardware guys would go say, okay, well, give us a couple of years, and we'll upgrade it, we'll fix that. And then they'd say, oh, great, well, now if you could just give me more. That's So that is what's driven the... Unbelievable advances, all of all, of almost all of which has come from right here in this country because of government staying the hell out of the way. Now they want to get more in the way.
3: Thomas and Greenwood on the ceasefire text line, the wait to download Metallica on Napster was never a bad wait. <laughs> and there was always a finger in the eye. I of didn't the hear old, that. Old
1: rich. I don't want to know. I didn't. I didn't hear that. On the C-Spire text line, I sold Tandy TRS-80s, affectionately known as Trash 80s, by the way, color computer with uh, monochrome screens for $799, 4K RAM. That was a, man, that was a bargain. I remember selling IBM PC-XTs, ATs, which use 8286 Intel processor chips for $5295 without a monitor. You had to add the monitor onto it, a green monochrome monitor, I think it was about 400 bucks. So, yeah, anyhow, it's just incredible how all of that has progressed and advanced and we are the beneficiaries of it. And technology has has
3: stretched out its I, I don't want to use the word tendrils. Or tentacles, because that has kind of a negative connotation. But it's kind of like an octopus with just legs and fingers and everything, because you have something that you you think back generationally as as simple a concept as a row for a farmer, right? And you think back, you start with an ox or a mule pulling a plow that you are manually guiding and then you move up to a tractor that's running in an, in an internal combustion engine that you're still steering and then you've got a bigger better tractor that can do multi-rows multi and it just you keep growing from there and it was generally mechanical yeah that was the improvement then technology comes along with computing and now you've got those giant combines that yeah there's usually still somebody in the seat but it's a pre-programmed system that's going to get this entire field done, and you're monitoring it, making sure it doesn't mess up, making sure everything, but it's automated. It's a computer.
1: It's it's not a steering wheel anymore. So cool. And, and let me tell you, to, uh, to kind of connect it somewhat to political policy and public policy, you want to keep increasing the cost of labor with minimum wages and all sorts of requirements with respect to sick leave and child care and and other benefits okay you keep doing that all you're going to do is drive more automation and more replacement of the kinds of repetitive jobs that uh that they seek to increase pay for because it's not the market doing and it. it's unnatural and that's why it always gets busted up we got a little break right here we'll come back with more stay with us on the jt show
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 81. Tonight, 90% chance of showers, low around 60. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your finally Friday, 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 81. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
2: If you think basketball is mayhem, then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. You will save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Right now. Get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20 year, 250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, because it is complete mayhem. Where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. jackson.com CX5 stock number 4936. 3 stock number 4846. With approved credit on select models.
7: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best
0: source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
8: Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full year warranty. You mentioned my name, he'll take $50 off. Servicing. William Overstreets, The AC Experts, Cool. Or email directly The AC at Yahoo.com. And on Facebook at AC Experts. Or tweet or text me personally, I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts, highly recommended.
12: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Department of Health is investigating two cases of hepatitis A in Jackson County. Two employees of Brady Steaks and Seafood in Pascagoula have been diagnosed with hepatitis A infection and worked at the restaurant while potentially infectious. Customers who ate at the restaurant between March 1st and April 3rd may have been exposed. And while one in four people may experience mild side effects from the COVID-19 vaccine, Cardiologist Dr. Clay Hayes says it's normal and compared it to in-flight turbulence. But When the pilot says,
10: look, it's going to be a little bumpy for the next few minutes, you know, fasten your seatbelt, we're going to be okay, and we get on to our destination. Yes, you may have a little turbulence when you get the vaccine, but it's going to be okay. You're still going to get to your
14: destination
12: of safety. Dr. Hayes also backed the safety of the mRNA technology used in the two-dose shots. For more Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
15: Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Bets Band. With G Love
12: and Special Sauce. The is my baby.
15: Taz Niederauer, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music. Presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here from Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
0: The signals are given. This is the JT show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Bang. The JT show continues here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Huh? D. Don't forget, we've got Congressman Michael Guest joining us at eleven after the break, and then at twelve, Frank Bordeaux, Chairman of the GOP in Mississippi. So, uh, Rusty from Greenville says, "As a former IT professional, three things I never heard a customer say: This thing is way so fa- too fast. Excuse me." Can you slow it down? Two, this thing has too much memory, and that's waste. Three, this thing has way more storage than I'll ever use. Yeah, I agree, Rusty. We I used to say that storage is uh, kind of like closets. You never have enough. Fill them up in a hurry. When you first move in, you say, I'll never use all this closet space. And then you fill it up in a short period of time, and you need more. Totally agree. So, but that's the cool thing about the industry, no question. (laughs) Thomas and Greenwood sent, this is an old operator switching mechanism, manual. It's uh, sheets of names and numbers on this. uh, So it's like a giant vertical Rolodex rotating apparatus, alphabetized, yeah, That's what they used to do. You'd call them to get a phone number. All that's gone. Think about all those jobs. Just people sitting around handing out phone numbers. Then they got to where they could connect you. Ooh, All that's gone, right? And this is where people, again, lack vision. Oh, my gosh, all that's going to kill all the jobs. There's not going to be anything to do. Is that the case? Nope. Because all this new technology creates a multitude of almost unlimited opportunities. Look no further than your smartphone and all the apps installed on it. Behind every one of those is a an ecosystem of businesses and jobs and the like and and economic activity. Just in Providing the app, not the economic activity that is uh, used or produced by using the app, but the economic activity to just create it, deliver it, maintain it, support it. It's a gigantic (laughs) ecosystem. Government's got to stay the heck out of the way. That's the point here. That's the point. This came about because of more limited involvement of government. And when I see this $2.2 trillion boondoggle that Biden and the Democrats seek to enact, and how that, as you said a minute ago, Rhino, how that extends the tentacles of government into the private sector, into what? Into activities which should be The exclusive purview of the private sector. I get worried. This is a case where the fools in the capital, those that think government is better suited for management of those economic activities, that is central planning, socialism. That's what it is. Mm, Very disturbing. Let's see here. Uh, Wow. Also, yesterday, got some news that I meant to share yesterday. Looks like we might have, and this is on the Medicaid expansion front in Mississippi, looks like we might have a ballot initiative, Initiative 76, that would place Medicaid expansion as a ballot measure Uh, on a ballot to allow the people to decide whether or not the state of Mississippi should expand Medicaid.
3: Yeah, they filed the paperwork. They're still having to collect the signatures.
1: Okay. And it's, I think, about hundred and eight, hundred and ten thousand. 110,000. I think the law is 12% of the total number of voters... It's one of 3 that I know of that have either filed
3: paperwork or are planning to file paperwork but are still in the collecting signatures phase. You've got the flag referendum to put multiple flags up for a vote. Yeah. You've got that one which would put that in the constitution and you've got a group trying to push for recreational marijuana. Ah. That's that's planning on. I think they haven't filed their paperwork yet, but that's so that's three things that if There are enough signatures could potentially be on the next ballot.
1: So there are two things that are of interest here, in my view. First is, do we even have a valid ballot initiative procedure? Because the one that was used to pass Initiative 65 in November is being challenged, as we all know, and is scheduled to be heard by the Supreme Court of Mississippi next Wednesday, I believe a week from today, the 14th of April. Don't know how long that proceeding will endure. Don't know at this point. And the members of the Supreme Court have been uh, a very quiet, as they should be. they expect not, not provided any insight into which way they're leaning any particular member that I'm aware. And and so I think we'll find a lot out about, about use of citizen-initiated ballot measures from their ruling. Because if they come back and say, we're striking this thing down, we find in favor of the plaintiffs who argue that the process is uh, not lawful because of this craziness with the four districts versus five congressional districts and the signature-gathering rules there. Where no district can have more than 20% of the total signatures represented. That math doesn't work when you've got four current districts. Anyhow, we'll see where that goes. And you would kind of think that the folks that are considering these, that, that have, in fact, six, 76, this Medicaid expansion is. they you already said, filed their paperwork. Yeah. So you just wonder where that stands and how they will proceed with respect to collecting signatures? Will they wait until the Supreme Court rules? Uh, at this point, I mean, if they just got the paperwork
3: filed this close to the court date, I would imagine they would hold off until hearing a decision because, going back to that, if if it's found that the the, the referendum process is totally kosher, then they just start their process of collecting signatures. If it comes down to a decision where uh, we got we to do something, this this doesn't quite work legally, then there still may be some hope for them to get it done in the timetable they're given to collect signatures, but I would think they'd be waiting on a decision from the Attorney General on where to go forward, because isn't that what started all this, was a, a letter from the Attorney General saying, hey, uh, I know we only have this many congressional districts, but we can... We can still do this. That's right. And so you'd have to wait for another decision right. exactly. before you could really progress in good faith.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's, so it's a nonprofit that was incorporated by the president of the Mississippi Hospital Association and some others, whom we had on the show just last week. That would be Tim Moore, the president. And his group is, in fact, in support of this uh expansion of Medicaid. So we'll see where that goes. Mississippi is one of 12 states which hasn't expanded. So it's a very contentious and complicated issue. I think out of all of them, even including the recreational marijuana,
3: that might have the most uphill battle. Could be. Simply because of, I mean, even if you you take the lawsuit out of it and, and you can go collect signatures without worry... You still have the big argument against it is yeah we're one of twelve holdouts but have any that have adopted
1: it put it in their constitution? Yeah, I agree, and so that so that's the other thing here is is that as you indicate, uh, Rhino, the the only uh, approach available, the only methodology available in the state of Mississippi for citizen-initiated ballot measures is for such a measure, if passed, to become part of the Constitution of the state, which is one of the areas that causes concern, or certainly one of the aspects of concern with respect to Initiative 65, that we're, we're placing the legalization of medical marijuana in our state constitution. That's because that's the only vehicle available with respect to citizen-initiated ballot measures cannot establish or amend law. So Donald and Oscar says, so next Wednesday is the hearing on Mary Hawkins' political future. I don't know about that. Uh, I think she maintains her position as the mayor of Madison, the city of Madison. She's very popular. I know her well. I don't think this will affect her politically. It's just my opinion. We'll be right back. We got a break right here. Stay with us.
8: find new roads
7: This is the morning agri market report for the Mississippi Agri News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading up this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up five at 33532. The S&P 500 is up seven to 4081, and the Nasdaq is up 29 to 13727. From the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton is down three cents to 8044, and October cotton is up 45 cents to 8024. At the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans are down nine and three quarters a bushel to 1409, and July soybeans are down. Seven and three quarters a bushel to fourteen oh three and a half a bushel. May corn is up two and a quarter a bushel to five fifty six and a half a bushel. July corn is up two and a quarter a bushel to five forty three and a quarter. At the Mercantile, June live cattle are down fifty cents to one twenty four twelve. August live cattle are down thirty to one twenty three twelve. May live feeders are down twelve to one fifty one sixty five. And August live feeders are down thirty five to one sixty sixty. For the Mississippi Agri News Network, I'm Bob Sullender.
10: Everyone these days is trying to connect by sharing what makes them special. At Adama, we know what makes us special. A secret recipe for successful crop protection. Ten scoops listening, two scoops crop protection. Why so darn much listening? Because we believe good crop protection starts with good listening. We pay attention to what's keeping you from the harvest you deserve. Once we know your pain points, we come back with ideas created just for your brand of pest. A-D-A-M-A dot com. Let's you talk and us listen.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now onto the real part. Mike! On Super Talk Mississippi.
16: Turn me off You live me off like that
2: sweetest cup I show you
1: You live me off Don't you ever stop I'm here with you Now it's so Welcome back everyone to JT Show course. Super Talk Mississippi We are alive and kicking Thank you for that, Rhino. Great tune. Just had to get a little fired up this morning. Donald in Oxford says, Do you think the medical marijuana gets shot down? I'm beginning to believe it will be for two reasons. One, money lost to the state. Two, the initiatives that are coming up that Rhino mentioned, flags, Medicaid, and recreational marijuana. None of these are good ideas. The precedent will be set, and initiatives will become the normal and that is not good either. Well, here's what I would say to that kind of on the surface Donald is that neither of those reasons would really be valid.
3: Neither of those reasons are being argued at the Supreme Court.
1: That's not the purpose of the Supreme Court here that the argument in the in the premise of the lawsuit really has to do it's a legal technicality. Right, right. with the ballot, this signature harvesting now, procedure. No, you can it's assume
3: math. or presume or draw conjecture as to why the lawsuit was filed You're, and right. the, the political machinations behind the filing of the lawsuit. Right, exactly. But the lawsuit itself is just the, the, the legal technicality of, hey, this is five,
1: this is four, five does not equal four. And it would not be legal and it would not be consistent with the function of the Supreme Court or any court for that matter to consider money lost to the state or other initiatives in their ruling on this lawsuit. Those are just not germane to the suit. They are completely irrelevant. So no, I don't think I think they're going to debate at a very deep technical legal level whether or not the ballot measure process conforms with law that's really what the the decision is about and what uh, the debate the, the legal debate is about and if they were to apply it strictly as written in my opinion it would be have to be deemed illegal and against law not in conformance with it if they sort of consider put a reasonableness test on it and consider the fact that the law the present law which which uh, stipulates the number of signatures per congressional district which is based on our congressional districts of some 20 years ago I may be I can't remember when we changed it's even longer than that may okay maybe when we went from five to four, You know, they may just look at it as kind of a technicality that's not really germane to the process and the will of the people. Hard to say. That's just kind of the way I'm kind of framing what I think they will have to debate and deliberate, and it's complicated. As far as whether or not ballot initiatives from the citizens are not good, you know, I think you have folks line up on both sides of that argument. With pretty strong opinions, some would say the people need they, they need more power, they need more latitude in ballot measures, and some would say no, they need less. That's where we're a Republican form of government, which which uh, where we elect leaders that do our bidding for us uh, in the Capitol through the lawmaking process. So that's kind of a tough one. We'll see we'll see where uh, where that goes you know as far as the flag measure the Medicaid and recreational marijuana all of which is rhino uh, discussed earlier are uh, on the table for potential ballot measures in the case of Medicaid expansion that they've they filed. It's done deal. Yeah, I think
3: two of those three have filed the paperwork and are already in the collecting signatures phase. I don't think the recreational marijuana people have even gotten their ducks in a row to get it filed.
1: Yeah. And it. And by the way, this costs money. Oh, uh, yeah. It to, uh, to, to put together a concerted effort to get a ballot measure through, not only collecting a hundred and something thousand signatures from across the state, but promoting the measure itself so that it succeeds at the polls there's money involved in that when it's shot down this too from donald in oxford when it's shot down do you think the legislature quickly passes medical marijuana to benefit the state i do not i think they would wait and and uh, defer I think it would be in the next the session. next session yeah but it i don't think the governor would call a special session for the purposes of of enacting a medical marijuana law. I don't. It's just my opinion. We shall see. Hmm, Interesting. we got a lot more talk in store for you, but coming up after the break, we've got Congressman Michael Guest. Stay with us. The JT Show continues.
17: I'm Chris Foster. President Biden gives another speech today about his infrastructure plan. Members of the administration are trying to win Republican support with local TV appearances and calls to governors and mayors. Texas Senate Republican Ted Cruz tells Fox over $2 trillion. Do you know how much of that infrastructure goes to building roads and bridges? Five percent. The president today is expected to argue that it'll take more than roads and bridges to compete with China economically. Jurors at former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin's murder trial hear more from Los Angeles Police Sergeant Jody Steiger, a use-of-force expert called by the prosecution.
7: Based on your review uh, of all of the camera footage, the defendant's body position with respect to that particular force did not change during the entire restraint period.
17: Correct. Chauvin's defense has been arguing that from some angles at some points during the arrest, it appears he had his knee on George Floyd's shoulder, not neck. America's listening to Fox News.
16: garden mama here to ask what about your trees hmm everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service and mine is matthews tree service the metro area's oldest residential tree service they're licensed insured and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones too listen to your mama now and call matthews for free estimates in the greater jackson metro area call 601-316-8584 matthews tree service
12: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In the digital age, cybercrime has quickly become an everyday threat. With that in mind, Attorney General Lynn Fitch has partnered with the Secret Service to create Mississippi's first cyber fraud task force.
18: Means we're going to go after these criminals. We'll have the ability to investigate these cyber
11: crimes and to truly police the information superhighway.
12: Several other state and local agencies have already joined the force with more experience. A nationally known judge from Hines County that presided over one of the most famous civil rights trials in U.S. history has passed away of complications from COVID. Judge Breland Hilburn of Jackson died Monday at UMMC at the age of 79. He presided over the 1994 trial of Byron La Beckwith for the 1963 murder of civil rights leader Medgar Evers. Hilburn sentenced Beckwith to life in prison at the end of a trial which received worldwide attention. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Battery power made by steel. From trimmers
10: and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape. Shop online for the Steel AK Homeowner Series starting at just $199.99. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com.
12: Lawmakers are putting the finishing touches on the budget, but they have agreed on some pay raises. State employees will see a 3% pay hike beginning in January. There could be at least a 1% raise for public university and community college staff and faculty. Those would begin July 1st. In addition to the surge of migrants along the border, officials are now finding suspected terrorists. Mississippi Congressman Trent Kelly says the administration seems to be making little to no effort to curb the influx.
9: They are absolutely tone deaf to it. They don't acknowledge the problem. You know, and if you ask the migrants why they're coming across, and they said because uh, President Biden said come across. They've been very clear about why they're coming. They're making no attempt to stop them. As a matter of fact, they're doing
12: the opposite. Over 171,000 apprehensions were made in the month of March alone. One man taken into custody is on the new fly list and the terrorist
8: watch list.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett.
8: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford Trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. This. Yes.
18: Supertalk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team in the Biloxi Gulfport Pascagoula Market. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for five of the most well-known stations on the coast, Ole Miss baseball and football, great events like the Million Dollar Job Fair, 228 Awards, concerts and festival sponsorships, email your resume to jesse at supertalk.fm. That's jesse at supertalk.fm. To Good
15: Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fL. And now here's Gerard Gibbert
1: Welcome back everyone. The JT show Super Talk Mississippi continues on this. Huh? Day. All day long. Joining us now in the studio, our good friend, the congressman representing Mississippi's 3rd District, Michael Guest. Morning, Congressman.
14: Good morning. Good to see you again. Exactly. Uh, for all your listeners, we had a chance to uh, eat breakfast together and talk politics uh, uh, around the breakfast table, and now we're going to get to do it on the air.
1: Exactly. Always uh, appreciate you joining us for breakfast. Well, and look, that's
14: one of my favorite things. I, I love when I'm back home in Mississippi uh, to go around and-, and to sit down and have the opportunity to meet with different groups. And, of course, y'all have got such a great group that meets at Primo's air. Yep. And just to be able to talk about family, talk about politics, talk about sports, just talk about things in general, uh, just so enlightening. A lot of fun. Well, and I, as a
1: constituent, appreciate you being visible and accessible uh, to your constituents. And I have to brag a little bit on the congressman. I think we had two members of our little group that talked about uh, small but important issues to them, that, uh, and they called on you for help, and you and your staff. Uh, did just that and resolved those issues. And so I just wanted to make sure our listeners understand that that's uh, just the way the congressman operates. He he understands that uh, he represents uh, people in his district, and if he can be of service to them, he, he certainly does, and he doesn't hesitate to, uh, I guess, use a little bit of his power there as a congressman, and, and sometimes, unfortunately, it takes that to just rattle some cages and, and get people to uh, respond, and that's what this was. It was just a matter of things dragging on, and, and you help with that. But I just want to point that out and appreciate that.
14: Well, thank you. And let me give a shout-out to my staff. You know, I, I am blessed to have a great staff, both in Washington, D.C., uh, and here in the district. Uh, and so, uh, when I'm here, my, my my DC staff continues to work diligently, taking things and uh, taking care of things in Washington. And when I'm in Washington, the district staff is working upon needs in Mississippi. Uh, and I'll tell you, when I first got elected, uh, when I came into office in Washington, day one, uh, I was the only person on my DC staff that had no Washington experience. Yeah. Everyone else had had the opportunity to serve either under Congressman Harper, some had served under uh, Senator uh, Cochran. Uh, I've got my deputy chief of staff, Gerard. She's an an amazing lady Uh, she has worked for me now for two plus years Uh, she spent 10 years with greg harper yeah. twelve years with Chip Pickering and six years with G.V. Sonny Montgomery. So you talk about someone with <laughs> institutional knowledge uh, from Louisville, Mississippi. She moved to Washington D.C. Sunny uh, Sunny uh, saw her when he was out, when that was part of the, the third district, convinced her to go to Washington, and she's been there ever since. And so I'm blessed to have a great staff, uh, and that we're able to help resolve issues for people, whether that be an issue with the VA, uh, an issue with a stimulus check, uh, an issue of we talked about today with avionics certain yep. things where the federal government plays a role, we're able to get involved and try to move those things forward and try to help people in Mississippi to be able to have some sort of closure uh, to issues that they're facing.
1: And we appreciate that. And uh, anyhow, so job well done. Thank you for that. And and thanks for, I know you got a great staff, and you were blessed to have uh, folks with uh, a lot more experience underneath that dome than you did when you got there. That's and right. so you're smart to surround your people, uh, yourself with people like that.
14: That's right. You know, I, I went, when I got elected, I knew the criminal justice system. I knew my way around the courtroom. I knew how to prosecute a, a criminal case. Uh, but had really, other than uh, occasionally going to the state capitol to uh, to lobby on behalf of, uh, uh, of bills that related to the criminal justice system, had spent no time on the legislative side. So sure. I, I had a learning curve, uh, blessed to have a good staff who was able to to help me through that process Uh, and i think that we were able to be effective as a freshman member of congress because of the people that were on staff we were able to actually get two bills through uh congress uh so when you're in the minority and you're able to get two bills through uh last congress we were excited about that and we hope to continue to build on that momentum
1: well we expect that shall we turn our attention here to what's going on there on the on the national scene from a political perspective We expected and were told that when Joe Biden would be elected, and that we needed to elect him to restore unity in this country. It doesn't seem like he's been anything remotely close to a unifying figure from the White House. In fact, he's been more divisive, arguably, than any other president in our history.
14: You know, I think he's failed to live up to those campaign promises. Throughout the campaign, you heard him on the campaign trail talking about that we need a president who was uniting the country, not dividing the country, and how he wanted to work with uh, Republicans. He wanted to see bipartisan legislation come across his desk so that he could sign that. Uh, I will tell you, in his first 100 days, we have seen none of that. Uh, we have seen uh, the Democratic Party with a very narrow majority, a 50-50 Senate, an evenly split United States Senate. And now, uh, because of some um, uh, some uh, uh, ch- ch- changes in the House, there is only a two-seat Democratic right. majority, because certain members have passed away, right. and we're going to have to have special elections. So uh, a 50-50 Senate, a two-seat majority in the House, and they're talking about passing legislation without Republicans being able to offer amendments, without Republicans really even being in the process at all. And so we have seen a very divisive government, mm-hmm. uh, no bipartisanship whatsoever, uh, and, and and it just seems to me that what... President Biden at that time, Candidate Biden, was saying on the campaign trail was nothing more than just rhetoric.
1: You were sharing with uh, me this morning that next week you will have the honor and privilege of voting on admitting D.C. as a state. So how could that be something? It's clear that that is not supported Uh, uh, by the right and by the Republican Party, yet they insist on Nancy Pelosi insists on ramming that through the House.
14: Well, and you're exactly right. You know, And and I think our founding fathers were clear when they established the District of Columbia as the seat of the federal government that they did not want that to be part of of any state. And so what we see now is that the Democratic Party in an effort to get two more seats in the United States Senate is seeking D.C. statehood. Uh, This bill was brought up last Congress. It passed out of the House. It never came up to the uh, for a vote on the floor of the Senate, uh, but they're seeking once again to add Washington D.C. because they know if they do that, that gives them an additional two more Democratic United States senators and makes it that much permanent harder control. For, for Republicans uh, to, to have a voice in, in our mm. Senate.
1: Mm. And and uh, and so you've also got some stuff going on uh, with respect to foreign policy as well that is disturbing. So. President Trump understood right off the bat who the bad actors were on the planet, and he positioned the United States uh, to be a- in the level uh, at the level of power and dominance on the world stage that it should be. Because sometimes I think we're the only rational people in a sea of irrational actors, and certainly in certain parts of the globe. But let's talk about Iran, for example. So. Now it looks like they're trying to re-enter the nuclear deal with Iran. Is the Biden administration, after President Trump clearly understood this is a bad deal? This is all in favor of Iran, and there's nothing good about this for the United States.
14: You know, you're exactly right. And, and President Trump had some great foreign policy wins uh, when he was in office. Uh, one of the things that he did is he pulled out of the nuclear uh, nuclear treaty with Iran that, yeah. that not only the United States but many of our European allies were in. Uh, because ultimately, what that that treaty allowed is our uh, uh, allowed Iran to ultimately develop a nuclear wec- weapon. We were mm. just trying to control the pace at which they developed that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, a nuclear uh, equipped Iran is to me very uh, dangerous, uh, particularly in the Middle East. Uh, and, and, and as we see the Middle East continue to be a very volatile part of our world, uh, a nuclear uh, Iran, I think, poses threat to our, our ally in Israel uh, depending upon uh, what type of Weapon system they're able to put that on uh, Europe and, and possibly the United States could be a threat to uh, and, and and be held hostage by Iran if they're able to develop nuclear capabilities you know the other thing the president did well uh, is, is he really held China to task uh, and w- was able to implement new trade agreements with China that put America on more of an equal footing and, and I think that's all we can ask for we don't ask that, that, that Americans be given any preference we just ask that there be a level playing field, and that was one of the things that President Trump was able to do during his administration.
1: Sometimes I feel like President Biden and the Democrats view Trump supporters a bigger threat to our nation than they do some of these foreign foes who seek to dominate us, and in some cases to Wipe us off the face of the planet. They're a smaller threat or a smaller concern than domestic terrorists, which are deemed that simply because they supported Trump and did support Biden.
14: You know, you're exactly right. You know, used to <laughs> Americans could always come together, rally around each other uh, for our position on foreign policy. Now we're seeing even our foreign policy uh, being challenged Crazy. by that divisiveness.
1: Crazy. We got a break. You can hang with us, Congressman? Yes, sir. Yeah, we got great. We've got Congressman Michael Guest, who is our guest in the studio. Stay with us on the JT show. We'll be right back.
2: Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry.
6: It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be
2: happy. I'm not worried.
4: I'm happy.
8: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Once again, our Second Amendment rights are under attack by a group of Washington politicians. Right now, we have a large selection of ARs and other popular self-defense firearms in stock. We also have a good supply of ammunition at the best prices in the area. Finally, many of you have asked me if my wife Jane had a problem with me talking about her on our commercials. She must like them because the other day she complimented me. She said I had the perfect face for radio. I hope to see you soon at the range.
7: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats. All powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The dealership that's service built.
11: Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice, and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
13: Did you know you can find the latest sales information or Breaking Jewelry Fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Allbritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from Allbrittons are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. Allbrittons, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant.
8: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. You know, when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. Tour. Their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland on the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here
17: in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Ladies and gentlemen, let's
0: hear it, let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to J.T. Show. Super Talk Mississippi continues. We are guiding you through your day as we do during the middle of every day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. There we go. You heard it from the man Rhino himself. All right, so Congressman Michael Guest is our guest today. So we've got this $2.2 trillion I don't want to call it an infrastructure bill because that ain't what it is. No, <laughs> no. Uh,
14: at least it's not physical infrastructure. It's, right. it's not the thing that we traditionally think of infrastructure, and, and 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 that's what makes this legislation almost so laughable. Is you know roughly five percent of this infrastructure package actually goes to things that we would consider to be infrastructure, roads and bridges, uh, and so when you're passing two trillion dollars and only a little over $100, hundred hundred and fifteen billion is. going for roads and bridges when we're putting more money in electric cars and charging stations than we are for the roads and bridges that those vehicles will have to travel on. It would seem that our priorities are out of order um, uh, and, 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 and really if you look at this, more of this goes into things such as uh, additional money for housing, two hundred plus billion for for new new housing, four hundred billion for home and community care uh, so much of what is in this bill is not truly infrastructure that, that 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 we ought not even call it that we can call it something else that the Biden administration, whatever they want to refer to it but but it is not an infrastructure package. Uh, And it does not look like at this point that unless there's going to be some significant changes between what the administration has asked for and what's going to come out of Congress, that you're going to see any Republican support at all.
1: Yeah, you've got uh, money that is allocated for uh, Medicaid, for example, and you've also got a lot of the Green New Deal is incorporated in there. Uh, family leave and child tax credits and stuff like that that has zero to do with infrastructure, but Congressman, the, the Democrats have gotten pretty clever in their naming of bills, have they not?
14: No, there's no <laughs> doubt, you know. Uh, and, and you can name a bill, and then when you read the bill after, uh, after looking at the title, you're like, these two things don't go together. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, everything that we're voting on uh, has a catchy name that tries to put Republicans in a very difficult position when we, we don't support it. And so when people say, well, why don't you support this bill? You know, it talks about fairness for everyone. Well, did you read the bill do you know what's in the bill (laughs) is the bill truly fair is this something that you support and so again you know we call this infrastructure it's not really infrastructure we we called it covid relief package Uh, when we passed the 1.9 trillion dollars we know that very little of that actually went to fight covid and to vaccinate individuals most of it went to get bailouts to to, to city and state uh, and and county governments uh and and so you know again looking at the title can be very deceptive the, the devil is in the details. As we know, you have to read the bill. You have to know what's in it. Uh, and and unfortunately, uh, much of the public just looks at the title of the bill. They see what's reported by uh, the, your, your national news outlets, and they don't really take the time to really dive in and, and see the details in the legislation.
1: Yes, you, you've got uh, the For the People Act. I mean, who could be against the people? And then you dig into it. It's the total, complete federalization of the elections process.
14: That's right. You know, you know, HR one. You know, for the people, and 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 that sounds so patriotic. And, and, and how could any American not be for the people? But what they're actually advocating, if you read the bill, is a federal takeover of our election process. Right. Completely throwing out the fact that the Constitution says uh, that the state legislature should make uh, laws regarding the, the 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 place, the time, uh the the carrying out of our elections, and we want to federalize that, and we want to do with way with many of the hard fought things uh, that many of us uh, have have worked for, voter ID, which I think has worked extremely well in Mississippi. Sure, uh, and I believe that, that in today's society that everyone has some sort, form of identification. We have to show that every time we drive an automobile, every time we get on a plane, uh, repeatedly, time day in and day out, and you have to show an ID. Uh, I think it's only fair to have to show an ID when when you vote, but. H.R. 1, the For the People Act, would remove that and say you cannot ask for an ID. Uh, It would would require things such as same-day voter registration, which is very difficult uh, for for states to be able to allow people to come in and register on the same day that they're voting. And and so, again, uh, if you look at what's the the wording and and the changes in the legislation, it often doesn't match up with the title of these bills. You
1: know, you look at the the Georgia election integrity law, and... It's it's one thing that corporations, I think, are jumping to conclusions and and lashing out at it, which I think is way outside of their swim lane. Uh, first of all, but it's even more disturbing that the president of this country is calling out a state
14: and and all, is encouraging and, right. these corporations to boycott the state of Georgia. Well, they're taking his lead.
1: The, I believe they're take I think they're responding to him, but his description of the law. Is Jim Crow 2.0 is just a farce it, it is not accurate and the, the gap between true Jim Crow laws and this law that's a chasm bigger than the Grand Canyon it's disingenuous the president's gotta be better than that.
14: Well, you're right. You know, he's sowing seeds of division, uh, kind of getting back to what we talked about a, a few minutes ago. You know, he talked about being a unifier, bringing all Americans together, uh, uh, uh under, you know, the, 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 the aspects of, you know, we've got to, 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 to work together to build this country and make this country better. But what he's trying to do w- with this is we see he's sowing seeds of division between Republicans and Democrats, between uh, African Americans and Caucasians, between rural Americans, in urban America, you know, that is, seems to be what this president is doing. A- and he is doing the complete opposite of what he campaigned uh, that he was going to do if we elected him as our president.
1: And the media has just evolved into Democrat op- operatives. They're just spokespeople for the Democrat Party. Look no further than the 60 Minutes in uh, Governor Ron DeSantis' debacle, which was truly ridiculous. And I thought Governor DeSantis uh, handled that quite well. Uh, his response, he, first he keeps us cool. I like the way he does that. And he just drills immediately into the facts, and he espouses the facts. And he calls people out for not being factual in their reporting and their analysis. And this whole deal with uh, their allegation that he had some payback with Publix, which is crazy. Publix, a major corporation with a a very well-respected company, 800 locations across Florida, I think all of which have pharmacies. Of course it makes sense for them to to help get the vaccine out. And they accused him of of simply doing a favor, a political favor for them, on a $100,000 donation to his campaign they give to everybody, Democrats, Bernie Sanders, which is typical for a lot of big companies like that. But the media is to blame here.
14: That's right. You know, uh, if you look at the media and how they have portrayed COVID in various parts of the United States, and even President Biden, you know, when we removed the mask mandate, when Governor Rees did that yeah. at the same time Texas did, he called that Neanderthal thinking. Uh, so when you see these talking heads on many of your national media outlets, you know, they're, they're, they're talking down to states that have reopened their economy, that is looking at science, they're, they're looking at, you know, uh, reinfection rates, uh, they're looking at hospitals. They're, they're, they're looking at ICU bed space capacity, and they're saying, you know what? We've been able to vaccinate people. The, the, the Things are trending in the right direction. We want to reopen our economy. We want to help our businesses to flourish, and we want to remove some of the restrictions that we had to put in place. A- and the national media does not like that. Uh, you know, when I go to Washington, D.C., I will tell you it is entirely different the way that <laughs> they look and view mass mandates and and, and opening businesses than here in Mississippi. Uh, when I when you walk up and down the street and uh, in, outside in Washington, D.C., I'm probably one of the few people that does not wear a mask, um, you know, and, and, and again, once you're outside, I've been vaccinated. When I'm outside, I don't feel the need to wear a mask out in public unless I'm going to be right up underneath somebody. And then at times I will do that for their comfort level. Right. Uh, but they look at you uh, almost like you're from another planet and they'll stare at you because you don't have a mask on because they feel like that they know better than we do uh, about about how mm. we need to take precautions for ourselves and our family.
1: You're being demonized for that, essentially. No doubt. And Me, that Neanderthal thinking from Mississippi. But, you know, to your point, Congressman, I, I don't know if folks paid attention to this, but you had opening day in Major League Baseball, and you've got the, the contrast, the stark contrast. Over in Arlington, Texas, the Rangers game, 40,000 packed in the stadium, many of whom didn't have masks on, 20% capacity at Yankees opening day in New York.
14: That's right. You know, and and, 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 and to me, it was great to see what they were doing in Texas, allowing the fans back in the stadium and and allowing people to make those personal health decisions.
1: And the red states are showing that their economic recoveries are way ahead of the blue states. They continue to be shut down, locked down for no apparent reason, best I can tell. Congressman, always a pleasure having you in the studio. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me back. You bet. You bet. And thanks for all you do for uh, the 3rd District in Washington. Really appreciate it, sir. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with us. The phone lines will be open, 888-808-8637. Give us a call.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 81. Tonight, 90% chance of showers, low around 60. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your finally Friday, 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 81. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Here's Uncle Cy.
11: What's your favorite kind of bug?
7: Oh, I don't have a favorite bug.
0: Men bugs don't get along. The scariest one to me is the big spiders. They had spiders in Vietnam so big that when they made their web, it would stick you, okay, and hold you there, and here comes a giant spider. What do you think about that? Scary, ain't it? If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator.
2: The name of the trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference is clear.
0: At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds
7: of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest Control. Visit havardpest.com or call 601-936-0309, 601-936-0309 grass growing season is in full swing and Hartley Equipment
10: in Gluckstadt is your one stop outdoor equipment shop Hartley has teamed up with Skag Lawn Mowers to offer you the best deals of the year during their annual Skag Open House event. This sale will run Monday, April 19th through Saturday, April 24th all week long. Hartley will have huge discounts on all Skag walk behinds stand ons and zero turn mowers. Hartley has the perfect Skag Lawn Mower for the small residential yard or large estate owner. Commercial grass cutters will also receive additional discounts on any purchases during this week-long sale on top of all these savings all skag mowers are eligible for zero percent financing with no money down as well as Mo now pay later financing options each purchase will come with a free first service and free delivery stop by hartley equipment in gluckstadt april 19th through the 24th and see for yourself why skag mowers are simply the best
19: this is owner cameron hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn equipment needs shop smartly shop hartley
12: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In the digital age, cybercrime has quickly become an everyday threat. With that in mind, Attorney General Lynn Fitch has partnered with the Secret Service to create Mississippi's first cyber fraud task force. It
18: means we're gonna go after these criminals. We have the ability to investigate these
11: cyber frauds and to truly police the information superhighway.
12: Several other state and local agencies have already joined the force, with more expected. A nationally known judge from Hines County that presided over one of the most famous civil rights trials in U.S. history has passed away of complications from COVID. Judge Breland Hilburn of Jackson died Monday at UMMC at the age of 79. He presided over the 1994 trial of Byron Dale Beckwith for the 1963 murder of Civil Rights leader. Mecker Evers, Hilburn sentenced Beckwith to life in prison at the end of a trial which received worldwide attention. I'm Kelly Bennett.
4: One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end
1: result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from,
5: from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish.
17: Bad internet is bad for business.
2: Properly set all controls before recording. All
8: systems go. Now, now, now. Back to the JT
0: show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
11: Mississippi.
1: everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. We are live and on the air, guiding you through the middle of this hump day. Yes, indeed. So, have you heard about this ketchup shortage going on? A little bit. I uh, haven't
3: seen it personally. Didn't seem like there's a shortage in the Magnolia State that
1: I can tell. I could, can't either. don't see any evidence of it, but apparently... There's a ketchup. The ketchup is trying to catch up with the ketchup.
3: (laughs) I don't think we'll have similar hoarding problems with the ketchup like we had with TP last year.
1: That was wild, wasn't it? Whatever happened to the big meat shortage we were supposed to have? Remember that? About this time last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it lasted for about a week,
3: week and a half, while the the plants were figuring out what they were going to do for social distancing and all
1: that. Okay. So it didn't really work out. A lot of stuff just doesn't happen. That's predicted, but it's always it's always predicted with such conviction that I think that's the problem. First, it's always immersed in hyperbole. It's just the worst possible situation, and it's people that I, I guess it's how they achieve relevance. I don't know why else they do it. Attention, fame, relevance—all the above. I, I don't get it, but it just seems like they're wrong most of the time, and that's why people tend to dismiss it. You can't—you can't get the sort of cooperation that is desired because you don't tell the truth, and people don't respond well, especially when you repeatedly. Tell falsehoods. It just doesn't work. Crazy. Uh, Let's see. uh, I had something here. Ed from Aberdeen says Biden's platform is lying about everything. Carolyn Starkville says the congressman is right. The devil is in the details for sure. And you know the problem, Carol, is that these bills, they're all gigantic. I mean, they're they're just big. They're not short reads, and they're written written in legalese fashion. They're tough to dive and drill through, even for lawyers. Because when you get into some of the more technical subject matter, that's not just legal language. Most of them don't understand that stuff either, and it becomes a a problem. But Uh, Yeah, so it's absolutely true. The devil is indeed in the details. And think about Joe Biden, a person that, in my view, uh, doesn't really have the mental acuity to so-called dive in, digest, consume, analyze, and then respond to details. I think he's just guided around. By his team. And I think they guide him in whatever direction they want. (laughs) I don't know that that necessarily coincides with his his viewpoint. I don't know that he has one. In and of itself, that
3: wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. If you are asking for advice from a team made up of the best possible people, but when you are asking advice from a team that is... Made up simply to check off a checklist of intersectionality,
1: you're not getting the best ideas. Well, it's back to the the, the thing we've talked we've talked about frequently on the program, which is we put people in positions, we hire people, we promote them, we appoint them based on what they are, not who they are, or what value, credentials, qualifications, talent, skills they bring to the table we just don't speaking of which get this again a story related to california and i know you you say no it's not california that's not here doesn't apply it does though i'm telling you this stuff permeates and it takes hold in our federal government the university of california berkeley they now have 400 people 400 involved in their agenda to advanced quote, equity and inclusion. 400! 150 professionals and 250 additional students dedicated to addressing, quote, systemic inequities. 400! They spend $25 million annually on that. What exactly is the goal? What if, I I struggle with this because every corporation in this country, every institution, has similar organizations, organizational units within their umbrella. How
3: what else do you justify a sixty thousand dollar a year income with a worthless degree like culture studies?
1: <laughs> what do they do? I I don't get
3: it. They sit in their office and find reasons for other people to be just as offended and
1: miserable as they are. Now, get this. All right, so let's say, for example, you may think, well, the goal is to ensure that the student population is diverse, is inclusive, right? As long as they aren't Asian Americans. Right, because those guys are just too smart, and they're kicking everybody else's butt. It's got nothing to do with their work ethic, their commitment, their family structure. Nah, nothing to do with that. All right, so at Berkeley, a school that has a $25 million diversity and inclusion and equity budget and 400 bodies involved in it, only 3.7% of the undergraduate students are african-american hispanic students make up eighteen percent less than one percent are native american and here's a new one on me right now i hadn't heard of this one alaskan native is that a new group where would that come from
3: is it insensitive to use the word inuit i've seen <laughs>
1: inuit before i don't know who knows all right. So here's the here's the answer to your question about Asian. 39% of the Berkeley undergraduate student body is classified as Asian. A fact left off <laughs> that they just tend to leave out. Unbelievable. Because it doesn't
3: work with their narrative that if you're in a minority, you're obviously being oppressed by the system.
1: Unbelievable.
3: It's almost as if the system, if you remove governmental overreach, doesn't really give a rat's rear end what the melanin content of your skin is. Mm.
1: Unbelievable. It's so you think that, uh, where do you think the money's coming from, should say? The analysis done by these investigators revealed that 58 percent Comes from campus and state funds. That's taxpayer money and tuition, essentially. Thirty-one percent federal and state public service grants. So your tax money is helping to fund some of this nonsense. Again, I just add, I got to keep asking the question. I'm not going to stop. What's the goal here? What do we? What's the end result outcome we seek to achieve? Checking boxes placing people in positions exclusively on the basis of what they are, I don't get it.
3: That in and of itself is systemic segregation.
1: It is, in fact. You could argue that's racist. But are we just abandoning our achievement-based society? i got to tell you, forced diversity is not diversity. Competition in in an open market, nothing makes people better than that. Whether it's an organizational unit or an individual. If you don't have to compete for something, like if you can sit at home and not work and compete for a job, which is a huge problem in this country right now due to the generous benefits being dropped out of the sky from the federal government, And all you're doing is hurting the people that are the recipients of the benefits. And the hardworking
3: people actually
1: paying taxes. The same ones that, that gripe about those CEOs make too much money. They work too hard. We'll take a little break here. We've got another segment left in the second hour of the JT Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
18: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
7: Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you, well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you, well, need your
6: vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
5: This is the Midday Agri Market Report. The USDA Weekly Crop Progress Report, the first report of the 2021 season, shows corn planting kicking off at an average pace and nationwide soil moisture conditions considerably lower than last spring. For the week ending April the 4th, nationwide corn planting reached 2% as of Sunday. That's equal to both last year and the five year average pace. Also notable in this week's report is the nationwide soil moisture conditions this spring compared to last spring. In the lower 48 states, 65% of topsoil moisture was rated adequate to surplus. That is down 27% points from the 92% adequate to surplus at the same time last year. Subsoil moisture conditions was rated 64% adequate to surplus, also down 27 percentage points from the 91%
13: of last year. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HyBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HyBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day, from rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. Hybit.com has it all. Hybit.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. Come to HiBit.com, that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and start discovering great deals today. Do you ever
0: feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane fueled clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane, clean American energy. Visit mspropane.com today.
13: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Come on. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk, Mississippi. Now, here's more.
16: For one month to carry on, you're way on top now. Since you left me, you're always laughing. Way down at me.
1: Welcome back to JT Show Super Talk, Mississippi. Ninety six tears bumping us into this segment. Good tune there
3: pioneer of the symbol for a name question mark
1: (laughs) question mark and the mysterians that's right uh that indeed was a one-hit wonder i believe wasn't it oh yeah (laughs) that's good tune though
3: i mean they had other songs that charted but that was the only one that came anywhere
1: near the top yeah yeah exactly here's a little happy news this from our friend amanda from pike county Did you see the video of Shaq? He took care of the cost of an engagement ring that a young man was buying for his fiancée. I did. Uh, Shaq is known for such charitable acts. Uh, There's one floating around where there's some, some kids playing basketball out in the street, and some of the neighbors called the police due to the noise they were making. So an officer came out, and he basically, he just handled it right. If he, it's on video where he said, hey, look, fellas, uh, he just goes out and starts playing basketball. And, uh, and a few minutes into it, he says, hey, look, fellas, can we just keep the noise down? Or something to that effect. It was just a, a, a very nice and respectful and, and, and more of a, uh, just a, a requestful way, I, I guess I would say, rather than an order, an instruction or a, a scolding, and I, I think they obliged. But not sure how, but some uh, days later, Shaq shows up, gets out of the van. He's gigantic, by the way. <laughs> <You did. laughs> he gets out, and he starts playing basketball with uh, the little group, and other police officers join, and then he gathers them up. And he uh, starts imparting some wisdom, life wisdom on them, respecting their parents and teachers and the elderly and police officers, a message that many of them may not have ever received. And he referred in that messaging to similar, similar words of wisdom he received from his parents, he also shared that he was worth $700 million, by the way.
3: <laughs> and he always has had a fascination with law enforcement. He Exactly. He, uh, I don't know if it was a dream of his growing up or if it's just something he's, he's picked up as a respect in his adult life. But I know at one point, I think it was in the mid-2000s when he was playing in Miami, he was actually an honorary deputy of Broward County Sheriff's Department, I want to say. He yeah. got a, a $1 a year annual kind of contract to be an honorary sheriff's deputy. I remember that.
1: I mean, they had him fitted in a uniform, oh, yeah, they? yeah they look, which just looked so weird, him in that uniform. But So the other thing I, I failed to mention as part of this uh, interaction and engagement out on the street with the basketball kids is that he offered – $100 to each one of them who could make a uh, a free throw. And and so they lined up and every one of them made a three a free throw and he paid them all 100 buck for doing that which was really cool. So Shaq is a good guy and I I believe that people in his position are more likely to get cooperation and attention, and um, I, I think that they're just better at that. So they're more inclined to listen to him. So that's kind of the way that works. I'm really proud of Shaq in that respect. All right, so we got we got Frank uh, Bordeaux, right? I thought he was supposed to join us. Afterwards, yeah, but he's going to, yeah, okay. So we got Frank Bordeaux coming up after the break. I just want to make sure I had that straight. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, Okay, Carolyn Starkville says, communism equal government having total control, wealth, and disdain for its people. Well, communists kill people. Is what they do to get, those in charge kill people. That's what they do. We need more people and stars like him and Charles Barkley. That on the ceasefire text line from the nine oh one. Mo says I think he was a reserve officer talking about Barkley. Still very cool though. Uh, he he played a police officer in Grown Ups too from Jeff in Hattiesburg. Yep, still a really cool deal though. Uh, thank you for calling that to our attention though, Amanda. Uh, he uh, he indeed is one of the good guys, and appreciate what he does. We'll come back after this break. We've got Frank Bordeaux is going to join us. Stay with us. The JT show continues after the news.
2: Shalla, shalla, gotta come be
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345
17: 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. A police use of force expert is back on the stand at the Derek Chauvin murder trial in Minneapolis. Los Angeles Police Department Sergeant Jody Steiger is asked by prosecutor Steve Schleiger about a technique called pain compliance. You
7: would inflict pain for the purpose of uh, having the subject uh, obey your command? Yes, comply. What if there's no opportunity for compliance?
17: Uh, Then at that point it's just pain. He also says there being five officers on scene when George Floyd was arrested with Chauvin's knee on his neck made him even less of a threat. The European Union's drug regulator finds a possible link between AstraZeneca's coronavirus vaccine and blood clotting. But the European
12: Medicines Agency stresses... The
11: benefits of the AstraZeneca vaccine in preventing COVID-19 overall outweigh the risks of side effects.
10: The regulator's chief, Ema Cook, says cases of clotting are very rare. Fox
17: is Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. Join the American Heart Association for the 2021 Heart Ball digital experience on Thursday, April 8th. Experience all the fun from home and help in the fight against heart disease. Register at event.gives/jxnheartball.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Weather Service says a line of storms will move across the region late this afternoon and overnight, bringing the possibility of damaging winds, hail up to its size of a half dollar, and tornadoes. The greatest risk will stretch from the Delta to central Mississippi. State lawmakers are going to have to figure out how they want to spend the $1.8 billion coming to our state through the American Rescue Plan. Representative Tom Miles says there's no tight timeline like there has been in the past, but there are restrictions to keep in mind when the money does come.
17: There's a ton of money that's going to be going to our counties and cities that are going to be good shots in the arm to give them an opportunity to improve things locally what i've read from the legislation that money's supposed to go to water and sewer projects and to internet connectivity projects
12: for more information find us online at supertalk.fm i'm kelly bennett
19: The challenging times of the past year have been tough on businesses. That's just one reason to let the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services be a resource for you. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of MDRS. We help businesses find great employees and assist with things like salary, insurance, and training. Give our Office of Business Development a call today to explore this rewarding opportunity. 1-800-443-1000. That's 1-800-443-1000.
12: After examining data from over 30,000 women, OBGYN Dr. Meredith Travelstead says health officials are feeling better about pregnant women taking the COVID shot, but she stresses it's still a personal decision you should discuss with your doctor.
9: So far compared to just the background risk in the population, they haven't seen increased stillbirths, increased miscarriages, other complications, anomalies in the pregnancies, they have not seen any increase compared to the population.
12: The Mississippi Public Service Commission has approved a solar and battery storage facility in Walnut Grove. The facility, which will be owned and operated by Mississippi Power Company, represents a total investment of $7.8 million in Leak County. It's scheduled to be completed by the end of 2021. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
18: Supertalk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team in the Biloxi Gulfport Pascagoula Market. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for five of the most well-known stations on the coast, Ole Miss baseball and football, great events like the Million Dollar Job Fair, 228 Awards, concerts, and festival sponsorships, email your resume to jesse at supertalk.fm. That's J-E-S-S-E at SuperTalk. Talk. FM. To all the
8: folks in the capital city metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. Who are, Who, are Who are you?
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians.
2: Okay, let's begin.
0: Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
1: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show Super Talk Mississippi, rolling right into the afternoon on this Hump Day. Joining us now on the line, our good friend, the Chairman of the Mississippi GOP, Frank Bordeaux. Afternoon, Frank.
19: Afternoon. Thank you for having me, Gerard.
1: You bet. Thanks so much for coming on. So this we haven't talked about it yet, but day after the municipal uh, primaries across the state of mississippi any uh news to share there
19: no we're we're still following the uh results coming in um i mean there's still some close races that they're counting ballots um you know we had a, a, a low turnout but we we're very proud that we had uh, at least on the republican side i think the republican faithful got out to vote um we didn't see the energy that we saw back in 2020 and we didn't expect to But uh, I think we had some really good candidates that ran, and I really want to start off by thanking everybody that put their name on the ballot. Um, You know, it takes a lot of guts and courage to do that. And so uh, whether they won or lost, uh, uh, we're proud uh, that they put their name out there and and ran a good race.
1: That's a good point, Frank, and thanks for bringing that up. You know, those that don't run, those of us that aren't a candidate, we, of course – Uh, We kind of make it our business to criticize those we don't like and express our grievances there and differences and praise those we do, and that's part of it. That's our system. I accept that. But signing up for that takes a lot of guts, doesn't it?
19: It takes a lot of guts, and, you know, it's stressful on on the individual and their family and their friends, and so... Um, But I think that we're going to see everybody come together after this primary. Uh, We're going to have a few runoffs across the state um, uh, that are going to be of note. And then uh, look forward to June 8th. And that's what the state party is uh, geared up to uh, work hard on June 8th to get the Republican folks out to vote and support our Republican
1: candidates. Were you pleased with the field overall? looked like we had a great field uh, of Republican candidates. We had an
19: unbelievable field You know, as I traveled the state and I met these folks who were running for alderman or council member or mayor, I I was very, very impressed with the entire field of folks that we had running and representing us. And, you know, one thing that I often tell folks, we we like to talk about Washington, D.C. and and what goes on in Jackson. A lot of times what goes on in in city halls across our state uh, affects us uh, closer to home, and, and we really need to pay attention to those folks who are representing us and their policies and, and how they uh, spend our money. and so, But I think we have a great slate of folks, and, and I'm looking forward to June 8th.
1: Yeah, and and that's the way it should be, that the uh, government should be closer to the people and the federal government should stay in their swim lane and, and stay out of uh, so much of what happens uh, to us in our daily lives. Unfortunately, they keep crossing uh, further and further across that line, and uh, it, to some extent it, it can diminish that which affects us or should be affecting us at the local and state level. But here in Mississippi, I think we're pretty blessed in that regard, and, and I agree with you. I think the field was great, and I look forward to seeing uh, the final results. Tell, tell us what's happening with the GOP in general, what's happening with, with, with respect to the state uh, GOP, and then what's uh, going on on the national scene.
19: Well, on the state level, I mean, we're very proud. It's kind of, you know, when I have this conversation with folks, it's kind of uh, meshed together as far as Mississippi's concerned. You know, Mississippi's done a great job. Our legislature did a fantastic job over COVID as far as handling the elections. We are the model that, uh, you know, they were using across uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that's concerned, they, they stood up to pressure to really change our laws, and they didn't do it in Mississippi. And so – I was very proud to see. And so at the national level, at the RNC level, they have recognized that and they're crafting a lot of the uh, legislation that they're proposing across the United States and election laws uh, after Mississippi's uh, success. And so that's something we're very proud of. And the RNC has also been very helpful. Uh, from the, uh, for the Mississippi party as far as contributing, uh, resources to us. They're very interested in the condition of our, uh, facility in Jackson, our headquarters in Jackson. And so we've, we've formed a very good relationship with the, uh, folks at the RNC. Our chairwoman has been very supportive of Mississippi and, uh, our co-chair is going to be coming to Mississippi soon, Tommy Hicks, and we're looking forward to that. And so uh, our role right now, and has been for the last several months, is you know, obviously we're constantly raising money, but we're collecting data and we're trying to get our data out to Republicans uh, at the local level uh, for them to use in their races. And so that has been our goal. We're going to be out in, uh, with a uh, strong GOTV presence, get out the vote presence uh, prior to June 8th in uh, several places in the state of Mississippi, and then... One of our goals is to get on college campuses and really try to recruit um, some younger folks to the party.
1: Man, that would uh, that would be so desperately needed, it appears, that uh, to a great extent the Democrats seem to be making a lot of inroads. And I think uh, to a great deal that could be attributed to just the uh, the instructors, the professors that they're with every day. And it's no secret that those are primarily – uh, Democrats and and more steeped in Democrat and and left leaning policy, and so they often don't get the other side of the story. They don't really get the uh, the full marketplace of ideas, as we say. And so, t- to a great extent, I think it's incumbent upon the party to change that and to uh, and to communicate.
19: No question about it. I, you know, I, I'm looking at my role and the role of the party. You know, we now have. All eight statewides. Uh, we have, we control the Senate. We control the House. Yep. And our role is going to be to grow the party and the way to grow the party in my mind and is to, uh, go after folks that typically don't vote Republican and then the younger folks. And so that is our goal and we're laser focused on it. And, and hopefully with Maxim inroads. we are working against, uh, in many cases, like you said, faculty at these universities that are promoting ideas that are completely contrary to, our ideas, and and I think most of these students' parents' ideas uh, Mississippi. Yeah. and so we that's that's tough to combat, but uh, we're going to do the best job we can um, and and work hard on doing that.
1: Well, appreciate that. I, I think that is uh, is needed. It's it's the next generation and crop of voters, of leaders, of candidates, and uh, we we want them to uh, be exposed to all sides of the political spectrum and the the. Philosophy of governing, and unfortunately, it seems like to a great extent on college campuses, they're only getting one side of the story. So uh, let them make their own mind, but expose them to all the ideas, and that, that ought to be the goal. So appreciate that. It, it's hard to believe, Frank, but we got the 2022 midterms just around the corner, and with the two year cycle, uh, it, it just comes about fairly rapidly, we're just kind of digesting and recovering from November, but from a campaign perspective, you got to get going now, and campaigns are all starting, already starting to get in gear and mobilize, and candidates are announcing. What what do you know? We've already got lots of news coming out of the southern part of Mississippi, where where you hail from, with respect to the 4th District congressional district some candidates have announced and there's rumors of others but that's around the corner
19: it's around the corner and they, you're right they have geared up really quick uh it seems like elections start sooner earlier and earlier um, uh, these days but uh you know down here there's it's going to be a free-for-all um, obviously, we have, uh, the incumbent, uh, Stephen Blasso, mm-hmm. uh, that I believe has all indications of running, but there are several folks, uh, Sheriff Ezel in Jackson County has already announced. I do believe you'll probably see another, you know, 12, 13 folks jump in there, names that I've heard about wow. already. And so that's definitely going to be one to watch, uh, you know, I believe, uh, uh, Congressman Kelly and Congressman Guest have, have done a very good job and it, they have very strong support, uh, at least from, on the Republican side. And so yeah. I don't foresee any big, um, excitement as far as those are concerned. Um, so I think in, you know, I believe that, uh, Congressman Thompson will have some folks that will, uh, run against him again on the Republican side. And so we'll see where that goes. But, uh, I believe the the, the the excitement or the energy is going to be uh, down here in South Mississippi. We're going to see it's going to be a rough race.
1: Yeah, it seems like it. Y'all, politics is reporting that Carl Boynton and Mike Ezell, Sheriff Ezell of Jackson County, are in for sure, and and there's several others who are rumored. So that will be. We got about a minute and a half here. So, what do you think about our chances of retaking the house? Uh, In the Senate coming up in 2022, lots of hotly contested races over on the Senate side. And, of course, everybody in the House. It's already very close.
19: Yeah, I think that we have a very good opportunity across the nation. I know the RNC is, you know, they targeted um, House seats and Senate seats as soon as the elections were over in November. Um, And I believe that as long as Biden's policies, I know that the polls came out that he has a huge uh, approval rate. Yeah. But... I do believe that his policies overall are not very popular. And so I think that we have to focus in on his policies Agree. and what he's doing. Agree. And uh, if, if we can do that, I think that we can be very successful across the country.
1: Uh, you know, Sounds and I, good. I
19: do believe that.
1: I'm sorry, Frank. Cut you off. we got to go, man. Appreciate you calling in today. Really appreciate
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 81. Tonight, 90% chance of showers, low around 60. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your finally Friday, 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 81. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
16: Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including what are my Medicare plan options, which Medicare plan is right for me, And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent.
18: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
8: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings, 6 till 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
2: Come on, let's get on with the show! Yay.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back. The JT Show continues Super Talk, Mississippi. Rocking through the middle of the day here. So yeah, this what qualifies as infrastructure I was looking at that <laughs> now, of course, care for the elderly. That's also included in infrastructure. There's a bunch of money in that bill that would boost that. I'm not sure what the federal government's involvement in that is uh, is relevant. Doesn't seem like it, but just crazy. Did you see this deal where (laughs) there was a Confederate monument that was stolen, all right, by a group that uh, is kind of holding it hostage. And it turns out it's a Jefferson Davis Memorial chair. It was located at Live Oak Cemetery in Salem, excuse me, Salem, Selma, Alabama. It's it's kind of a fancy, sort of ornately carved stone chair dedicated in 1893, estimated to be worth $500,000. So, this is weird. This group that stole it calls itself White Lies Matter. White Lies Matter. And it sent a message to the paper in Montgomery, Alabama, nearby Selma, the Montgomery Advertiser, and also statewide paper, Alabama, digital paper, publication, alabama.com, al.com. It included a proof-of-life type photo of the chair and a ransom note. And it was kind of done in an 1800s style, <laughs> and it said that – it's so it's holding it ransom – I'm not sure exactly what it is they want. I think they want some statements, is is all they're seeking. But they say that they will, yeah, they're going to turn this chair into essentially a toilet, cut a big hole in the seat of the chair. Their demand is that a banner
3: be displayed above the entrance to the the UDC headquarters for a full day, and the banner bears a quote from Asada Shakur, a fugitive from the law that escaped uh, justice November second, nineteen 1979 and has been living in Cuba ever since after being convicted of first-degree murder in connection with the Black Liberation Army. Okay. So they want a banner. So they want to hang a banner with the words of a convicted murderer, (laughs) or else they're going to carve a
1: chair into a toilet. It's weird. And they photoshopped it to show what it would look like once they carved it. So they've got it in their possession. They essentially stole it, carted it off, And now they're holding it hostage. (laughs) That's crazy. They're holding a statue hostage. That's, I mean, it's uh, creative. You'll have to give them that if you're going to try to get your point across. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) An attorney said, this incident is sending Selma back into the twilight zone. (laughs) That's what the district attorney said. There's never a dull moment. It's worth half a million bucks, and so they just want this banner, right? And that's it's the only thing I can see in the article that they are demanding in exchange for returning it. I guess without being defaced and transformed into a toilet, it's what they're calling it. Oh man, this is weird stuff. How did this country get here? I wonder about that. We're just so obsessed with this every day. Well, they, we, we talk tiny about a lot. of the population that just
3: happens to also be extremely loud. Okay, well, you're spends right. Spends all their time thinking about so it. Blame it on
1: social media, right? Because this was tweeted. I mean, that the image the, I mean the public image. was alerted
3: to it missing by a facebook post
1: right that's the point and these people know that so they know they have the power they have the power of social media to to make their point to get attention without social media i'm not sure they would do it or could hold hostage <laughs> i mean i think without social media we would have never have heard of it but it still okay. would have
3: happened cuz i mean You think back to the 70s and all the activism that was going on where you had dumb people doing dumb things because they had nothing better to do with their time just to make a point that didn't really have a point. Yeah. And that was long before social media. Okay. You may be right. And apparently now we have the next generation, those idiots' kids are now grown up to be even dumber idiots and don't have anything better to do with their time (laughs) than to steal a freaking stone chair and threaten to turn (laughs) it into a toilet because they want to hang the banner with words of a murderer on it. (laughs) Sounds like somebody didn't get their butt whipped enough when they were little. Uh, By who?
1: That's the problem. Bingo. There's nobody around to beat butts anymore. And so their, their demand is that, by the way, spe- specifically, they want the headquarters of the United Daughters of the Confederacy in Richmond to hang this banner. That's what it says here. I didn't even know there was such a thing as the United Daughters of the Confederacy, and evidently they have a headquarters building in Richmond, Virginia, and they want this banner, as Rhino said, that quotes some black radical... I but yeah, and that's just what this article calls it the, a radical. But you said was committed a crime. Uh, she's right? a convicted murderer
3: okay. that has escaped justice. She she escaped and she is a wanted fugitive by the FBI. Okay,
1: this is just bizarre. I, I shared this just because of the bizarre nature of it. Uh, it's yeah. So she's
3: been on the FBI's most wanted terrorist list since twenty thirteen.
1: Yeah, Jeff and Grenada Grenada says it sounds heavy. It looks heavy, Jeff, like a uh, backhoe would be needed to lift it. Yeah, this thing doesn't look like you could lift it by hand without the aid of machinery, of equipment. I would agree. Just weird. I I don't know. This is as weird as the trees are racist story we told yesterday. Evergreens. This... This whole idea, though, of just framing everything and including it—this, this narrative of racism and everything—so math is bigoted. We've talked about that, and it looks like that once again, California strikes again. Uh, they're going to add white—that's so showing work to support your math problems is considered white supremacy culture and they're going to add that to their curriculum framework but they're encouraging teachers to encourage students to submit tiktok videos i kid you not supporting their math work as opposed to written documentation to accompany the problem and the solution determined. And, of course, the whole pur- purpose. That might be the dumbest suggestion <laughs> I've heard, and we've heard some whoppers. <laughs> well, the purpose of showing you work is, is to, to show you didn't cheat. Uh, and and if you got... And that you understand the, the principles being taught. Bingo. So that the, the teacher could be more aware and more informed. Of how to help the student. Well, here's the problem, Mr. Student, Mr. Miss Student, with your your work. This is where you messed up, and why you got the wrong answer.
3: So now, instead of the efficiency of just looking at the the work that was being done on paper, I guess it's problematic because it's in black and white on paper. <laughs> now, instead of that, they got to scroll through hours of TikToks and stupid dancing to well, two plus two <laughs> equals four because I can twerk. That is asinine.
1: It's, it's crazy. So they're they're encouraging them to twerp on TikTok, and I guess teachers have to watch their TikTok nonsense in grading papers and tests. That's what's asinine. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's another situation where these goofy policies are hurting the very people they portend to help. Break time here on the JT show. We'll take it right now. We'll come right back.
13: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
15: There is! Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
0: Yes! Get your purse,
9: sweetie! Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an X mark.
6: The all-new Ace Bolden Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstat to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bolden Screw of Gluckstat now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. body shop shouldn't you choose them for your repair clinton body shop in clinton and richland certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with oem factory parts go to clintonbodyshop.com it's about your family's safety and your car's value that's clinton i'm
12: kelly bennett and you're listening to Super Talk mississippi news The National Weather Service says a line of storms will move across the region late this afternoon and overnight, bringing the possibility of damaging winds, hail up to its size of a half dollar, and tornadoes the greatest risk will stretch from the Delta to central Mississippi. State lawmakers are going to have to figure out how they want to spend the $1.8 billion coming to our state through the American Rescue Plan. Representative Tom Miles says there's no tight timeline like there has been in the past, but there are restrictions to keep in mind when the money does come.
17: There's a ton of money that's going to be going to our counties and cities that are going to be good shots in the arm to give them an opportunity to improve things locally. What I've read from the legislation, that money's supposed to go to to water and sewer projects and to internet connectivity projects.
12: For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
15: Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live, Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Bets Band. I can't, I can't. With G-Love and
12: special song. This my baby.
15: Taz Hour, Cedric Burnside The Vamps and more It's a full day of music Presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery For this socially distanced concert Listen carefully Tickets are on sale now At ardenland.net Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are here from Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet
0: Entertainment Group and Ardenland. No other news team covers the Magnolia State, like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour. And breaking news as it happens. Your news. All the time. On air and online. At supertalk.fm. Gallo. Gallo. Shapiro. Shapiro. And now Bongino. Bongino. So what's up? If you want to work at Super Talk, your name's got to end at an O. Dan Bongino. It may make you feel good. Tonight at 11 on Super Talk Mississippi. JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk, Mississippi. They always say what they want.
16: They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel.
1: Welcome back to the JT Show's Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino on this. All right, so a little more digging on this craziness. <laughs> it says, white Suprem- this is a training manual for the teachers in California. White supremacy culture shows up in math classrooms when students are required to show their work. <laughs> the, the curriculum framework now provides guidance to teachers on how to implement the state's new content standards. It's consistent with California's proposed, quote, teaching for equity and engagement. Does that mean everybody just gets a C? That's what it sounds like. Okay, so... C for communism, comrade. This. <laughs> So math teachers ask students to show work so that teachers know what the students are thinking, but that centers the teachers' need to understand rather than student learning. Ah, there you go. That's the problem. Do you get that? You're con- you look confused. It becomes a crutch for teachers seeking to understand what students are thinking and less of a tool for students in learning how to process thus requiring students to show their work reinforces oh my gosh worship of the written word as well as paternalism. (laughs) I can't help but laugh. This is crazy. So ask other questions. This is to the teachers. So instead this is what they want the teachers to do instead of seeking the written support, showing your work. (laughs) Ask other questions that will demonstrate learning when it is not clear to you how students know the answer. A verbal example. If you were working with a fellow mathematician who is absent this day, what might you tell them (laughs) to help them learn it? Uh, Show your thinking with words, pictures, and symbols. Have students create, here you go, TikTok videos, silent films, or cartoons about mathematical concepts or procedures. Cartoons. It's just unbelievable. So it's
3: problematic to put the work into alphanumeric terminology on paper correct but you can make a flip book that does the same thing yeah flip book i love it <laughs> so <laughs> again i ask how much did the person who came up with this cockamamie crap get paid to do it because they aren't
1: worth a pile of crap as tall as they are it's good it's a good point because this is an industry it's an industry it's all about. It's money. an industry full of idiots, idiots that are getting rich, publishing and teaching this junk. There is a. There's a what section. is
3: wrong in your brain? <laughs> what happened in your youth that sent you down the wrong road to where you think showing your work on a multiplication problem <laughs> is white
1: supremacy? Oh, but there's more. <laughs> there's a section in this guide in this framework entitled, Dismantling Racism in Mathematics. <laughs> it's the lengthiest of this We're five- We're going to s- use all green numbers. <laughs> ...of this five-section <laughs> document that makes up the overall pathway to equitable math instruction. And it argues that white supremacy culture shows up in math class- classrooms when students are required to show their work. TikTok videos. I would like to
3: see their research that points to that, because I think they're pulling it out of their rear.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it's I don't know. Welcome to California, the land of fruits, nuts, and flakes. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, make no mistake, this stuff is spreading like wildfire across this country.
3: I said it in the break. You aren't going to see a, an engineer at NASA twenty years from now showing his work on his equations and his calculations with a dang TikTok that's video,
1: a cartoon or a flip book. <laughs> oh, that's here, so boss. Good. Here's my flip book on how the rocket's <laughs>
3: supposed to work.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's catering to the lowest common denominator. And that that's and like I said, that look, any policy any institutionalization of, I guess, just procedures and guidelines such as this, frameworks, any of that in the name of political correctness with the purpose being not to offend someone simply hurts and mostly hurts those whom you are attempting to avoid offending. It's no different than what's going on in the Georgia election integrity law. How could you not look at that with some degree of rational thought and logic and not come away thinking, well, that's insulting. Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, said something about it. Candace Owens saw her on an interview last night uh, both uh, conservative African-Americans. And both of them said, this is, this is bigoted unto itself, to suggest I'm not capable of getting an ID that I might not be able to have a drink of water on me while I'm standing in line, that I, I can't get to the polls during this 17-day Early voting period. Well, what's unique about that in a discriminatory sense to minorities, to black folks? That's racist, is what that is. And so you picked a Major League Baseball game up and move it to one of the most lily white, rich areas in the country, Denver. Incredible, just incredible. It's just dumb. You know what's cool is Faye Vincent, the uh, one-time. You know who he is. He was one-time commissioner of Major League Baseball. He even lashed out. He did, at the existing commissioner. He jumped all over him. Good for him. He said this was crazy. He said this was. As we've been saying here, this is not for Major League Baseball. They shouldn't act based on a duly enacted law.
3: I didn't think it would be possible for Major League Baseball to make a dumber decision than ending the All-Star game in a tie. But welcome to the forefront, (laughs) Rob Manfred. You somehow managed to beat out Bud Selig and all his idiocy.
1: (laughs) That's from Faye Vincent, isn't it?
3: No, Bud Selig was the one that ended the All-Star
1: game in the tie, because they ran out of pitchers. My bad, my bad. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Look, Faye Vincent, I mean, good for him, published an article in the Wall Street Journal about this and absolutely called out (laughs) goofy um, Manfred on this. Good for him. I, I just thought it was excellent. You know that The prestigious political society at Princeton, they issued an achievement award not so long ago to Ted Cruz. Now they want to pull it back. This is so crazy, all this junk is. It's just crazy. Oh, on the good news front, though, the San Francisco school school board that sought to rename... All the schools, 44 of them, were targeted. They've decided to give that a rest. They're going to think about it for a while. They, uh, Of course, they wanted to rename schools that presently bear the names of past presidents, such as, oh, not too notable figures like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, there's even one named after writer Robert Louis Stevenson. I don't know why, but they want that one gone too. This is
3: the same group that couldn't figure out which Roosevelt it was named after, That's even though right. one of them hadn't been president yet.
1: That's right. When it was built. What about.
3: Not the sharpest tools in the shed.
1: <laughs> what about Paul Revere? What the hell did he do?
3: He existed during the time of slavery, oh, so he I had see. to be just evil.
1: By the way, the uh, ex-commissioner, Faye Vincent, that called out Rob Manfred, the current commissioner, for moving the Major League game, uh, he called it an all-star error. (laughs) Good for him. That's awesome. All-star error. (laughs) Final segment coming up after this break on the JT Show. Please stay with us.
17: Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end.
18: With the extreme winter weather that we've had all across Mississippi recently, the blood supply is very low. And now it's critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets more blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. Visit msblood.com or call 601 368 2673 to find a location near you today that's msblood.com msblood.com
14: morgan
7: stone has been serving builders contractors and homeowners since 1997 they have everything for interior and exterior projects
9: we have all kinds of stuff
7: marcus let me tell them stone pavers, stone benches stone slabs stone boulders stone fire pits flagstone fieldstone bluestone, bluestone cobblestone chopstone
9: that's right zeta
7: I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. MorganStone.com.
8: Make a donation and help change your life today. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601 933 4910, and online at esisupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame resistant clothing headquarters.
10: This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something, and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau, they get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFBINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.
15: If you're an employer and need workers fast, be a part of the Million Dollar Job Fair in Biloxi, April 14th at Edgewater Mall. This is the most heavily promoted job fair of its kind, with limited space still available. If you need workers, email jobfair at supertalk.fm. That's jobfair at supertalk.fm. Join other premier businesses who are already registered. The Million Dollar Job Fair is coming April 14th to Biloxi. So don't wait, as available space is limited at jobfair at supertalk.fm.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Contact can text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Put
4: us on this reservation Took away our ways of life
12: The tomahawk and the bow and knife
4: Took away our native tongue
7: their English
1: to our young. Welcome back everyone to JT Show's Super Tom Mississippi. Tom and Carthage texted us on the Seashore text line before we went to break. Said they probably think Paul Revere sang that song about the Cherokee Indians. Here it is right here.
2: <laughs>
6: Cherokee people. <laughs> there you go. Cherokee tribe.
1: That, of course, by the great Paul Revere and the Raiders. They would have to be canceled today, I guess, right? Well, that
3: and Tim McGraw, because he sampled this for his song, Indian Outlaw. That's right. You're right
1: about it. I forgot about that one. Plastic hat and all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're playing that racist song, wink wink. Well, let's let's be clear. We ain't woke here on the JT show. Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. It's it's out of control. There's no doubt. You can find it in anything and everything. Have you heard anything about the NFL banning the military color guards? That from Dan and Tate County. I haven't. Dan, have you, Rhino? Uh,
3: Let's see. There was a report in August over the NFL eliminating on-field military and police honor guards and marching bands and all that. But that was in response to COVID protocols for the season.
1: Well, that would be awful and dumb. However, there is a columnist at Yahoo Sports that yesterday penned an op-ed. This is Shalice Monza-Young. And Shalice, in fact, is calling for the NFL. You know it was coming. You knew it was coming. They want the NFL to move The Super Bowl, scheduled to be played in Arizona in 2023. It is going to be played in California, Irvine, in 22, the next one. But the one in 23, they want to move it. They want to move it out of Arizona, of course, due to their... Planned voter restriction laws. I think they've got some legislation pending similar to that which passed in Georgia. Incredible. I knew it. You just knew it. Hmm. Commissioner Goodell, he sent a, a memo to league employees recently highlighted the voting rights efforts the league and teams promoted last year while ignoring the depths of depravity Georgia lawmakers went to in their omnibus voting restrictions law. Wow. Wait. Signed by Governor Brian Kemp last month under a... That's right. They were all over him because there was a painting in the background. You heard about this? No. At the signing, there's a painting evidently hanging on a wall behind where the governor signed the bill, where of a plantation. Of course, somebody noticed that in the in the painting, where 100 black human beings had been kept in bondage. Of course, that's why the governor signed the bill there. He he's a racist. How do I know that because he's white and he's a male
3: so a painting of a landscape including a plantation on it is now the reasoning that a Georgia law is racist well it's just one of the many that and political activists you know that are wearing Did the painting jump off the wall and injure anybody <laughs> did the painting put anybody in chains did the painting call
1: anybody a dirty word didn't think so get over yourself this is crazy i'm telling you so now you wait it's gonna happen it's going to happen we hope y'all don't wake up woke up (laughs) from herschel we're not gonna woke up here we're gonna keep calling out this insanity wild turkey shots everybody that's from jeff in forest county Jimmy Fallon's getting kicked out, too? Sheila from Hattiesburg. I do not see anything about I that. I haven't seen that. I don't either. Who cares? I won't be watching MLB or NFL. The problem is, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, you're running out of stuff to buy if you're going to boycott all the wokeness. Tomorrow I'm going to go through the list of all the corporations that are signed on to this. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless, everyone.